Ah, you know no. what? We did. This is the opening. This is this is the opening right this now. Is it. This is how we're doing the opening. Live, baby. Andrew Spay, welcome in. It's Friday edition of FRL, and man, crazy news last night. A little bit, a little bit. There's definitely some news. So uh, the news came out yesterday. Zahid Valencia suspended from the team by Arizona State, and you know before we start kind of breaking down potential implications of all this. I think it's a good idea for us to make sure that we talk about what we what we know for sure and then the things that we don't know um that which is still quite a lot still quite a lot and that there there are a lot of things that people are speculating without having actual facts so here's what we know yep zahid valencia tested positive for recreational drugs we right. know that as reported by the arizona republic at azcentral.com is what has been circulating around and that has pretty much been the only primary source that uh, has, has published anything. And yep. we should also note that we have reached out to Arizona State. Yes. We've been, you know, trying to get in contact with them, but naturally they're not, uh, you know, uh, holding press conferences. Right. So we haven't heard back yet. So we know that, that Zahid tested positive for recreational drugs. Um, we know that Zahid was suspended by ASU. Um, ASU issued a statement. A- the so ASU issued a statement. According and they to the AZ Central. Zahid Valencia is indefinitely suspended. That means he could be suspended through the postseason. That means he could be suspended until five minutes from now. Um, but currently, he's suspended, and, and so that's that's um, another thing that we know. We also know that uh, Zeke Jones made a comment. Yeah. So that was uh, everything still from AZ Central. Uh, Zeke just said it's you know it's a tough thing, but there's still other guys on the team that they're focused on, and that. Um, gets him excited for you know the rest of their postseason but you know so that kind of confirms that uh you know that Zeke has meant or is is aware of it or he's he's acknowledging it I guess Mm -hmm. to some degree but beyond that no new details yeah so there's there's nothing else out there that we're you know able to comment on or that we want to speculate on there's it is what we've all seen unfortunately that's the clarity that we have now the things that we don't know are also really important to mention because um, th- there have been a lot of claims, uh, uh, you know, that, that are just unverified right now. So one thing we don't know, we don't know who administered the drug test, right? We don't know if it was a World Anti-Doping Agency test. That was what was first reported, but that claim seems to have been refuted. We have heard from UWW that it was not at, uh, it may have been in Rome, we don't know when it was happened, but it was not a UWW thing. So the reason UWW is not making a statement on it is because they had nothing to do with it. Yeah. So we can rule that one out. Yeah, so the, I mean, the original story was, and this this came in a tweet, and this is what was actually cited by the Arizona Republic, was was that... Um, it happened at Pelicone. It happened at Mateo, Mateo Pelicone, and, and UWW is saying that is not the case. Right. Um, they came out with a statement on stuff that was at the World Championships. Uh, three guys got... Um, tested positive for steroids that came out but that's it that's why if people are looking for them for more information that there, there is none because it wasn't involved then so we don't know if, if he tested positive for recreational drugs from world anti-doping agency u.s anti-doping agency arizona state university test the ncaa like all of those are, are possible we don't know if he tried to get a job at a call center and his uh, employer said hey you've got to take this test yeah, we, that one's probably not likely right we we, we have not ruled that out we but it's a lead we haven't chased down we, yeah. yeah so but but we i mean we, we don't know who administered the test and that is really important because who administered the test is going to um impact the kinds of penalties that are even on the table or possible right so right now we know asu suspended him indefinitely so that would supersede anything 
anything as far as his NCAA career, meaning if he's not on the uh, Arizona State team, he's not going to wrestle in the postseason. He's not going to wrestle on NCAAs, obviously. Um, but that has no real bearing on UWW or USA Wrestling. So he still could wrestle at the trials. He still could make the Olympic team. Which also, uh, I believe, would be the case if, if it was an NCAA test. Right. If it was a USADA or a WADA test, then that could impact his his availability for the Olympic trials or even right. multiple years into the future. And I think the reason it's important that if it's a WADA or a USADA is that the NCAA will administer or, or will will take those results, will accept them. There's, yeah. there's like a reciprocity there. Well, they'll, they'll acknowledge that he was tested positive under there, and then he will get sanctioned. He will get penalties based on that. Yeah. Uh, but it does not work in the reverse. Sure. Uh, WADA or USADA the anti-doping agencies will not take anybody else's test but their own uh, because that's just the they need to verify it themselves because it's I don't know legal stuff so so that's that's why, it, that's why it's that so matters. important of who did the test and what did they find so that's we don't why know yet. you know I mean some people might say oh well you're you know are you are you bashing on the you know whoever tweeted that it was a Matteo Pellicone thing just because they got that little detail wrong well that detail matters a lot right like yeah. that detail has a huge impact on what kind of implications there are um, that's why we're not rushing to be you know it, everything you hear you can't put out there because yeah there's serious implications and ramifications it affects student athletes and, and yeah. professionals um, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're going off what is verified. Yeah. So another thing we don't know is we don't know if the suspension will affect the postseason for Zahid this year or not, right? Indefinitely is uh, is an option that... Right. You said five minutes from now, which could, is technically yeah. true. Yeah. Or it could be, and, you know, he's a senior, so this is it. All that matters is March. Yeah. Or And, and he'd have to wrestle in the, in the Pac-12 championships. So two weeks from now, Pac-12 championships will happen. Wrestlers that... Um, that want to qualify for the NCAAs have to weigh in and take the mat at a conference championship. So, mm -hmm. so if Zahid is is suspended through Pac-12s, he's done. There's no way for him to get a wild card without having appeared at, at the conference championship. So yeah, there's um, no getting that year back either. He's not going to petition for a, an extra year of eligibility. That, that yeah. would that would be unfortunate. A very uh, sad end yeah. to a pretty legendary career so there's been a lot of speculation that he's done for the year he he's he's out for the postseason that could be the case mm -hmm. we, we could we could find out that that's the case but as of right now we don't know that for sure and that's important to to, to recognize um and then obviously we don't know if if the suspension will impact zahid beyond the ncaa season or the, the drug test will impact right him. that's why we were we kept harping on who administered the test and as something we don't know because it, it could be he's also out of the Olympic team trials, but yeah. it's it's unknown. Yeah, he could be okay for Olympic team trials. It all depends on exactly what was was uh, what he tested for uh, and and what those punishments are and how they're going to be uh, administered. So Zeke Jones' statement was interesting, and you know we can I guess try to uh, you know we can try to break down what he said. Um, he, he we'll pull that up here so. You know, sorry for the the slow slow roll out of that information. Uh, Zeke Jones' statement kind of left left some some room for interpretation that potentially he could be back, but also you know it's possible that he that he wouldn't be. Um, so I'm, I'm going to pull that up here. Sorry for the slow audio. I clicked on the wrong article. Here we go. Okay. Uh, so the the quote is, and this is from AZ Central again. Uh, it's hard to say what's going to happen with the lineup moving forward. Uh, our goals remain the same. We want to kick some butt. This is still a really exciting group of guys. That's why I'm keeping my chin up. 
Okay. And so he's basically saying, uh, he said it's hard to say. So as far as the lineup moving forward, meaning will Zahid be in the lineup or not, he's saying it's not, nothing is decided yet or there's no definitive statement. Or if there is something that has been decided, he is not revealing it. Yeah. But then when he says it's still a really exciting group of guys, it, feels, it kind of then feels like, well, hey, even if we don't have Zahid, don't tune out on the Sun Devils because we still have this, this great team, which is true. It's not what people want to know, right? People right, know, right. Um, will they, they have uh, two All-Americans still on the lineup with uh, Josh Shields at 165 and Tanner Hall at heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Valencia is a contender at 174, very strong contender. Um, Ja'Cory Teamer is coming on strong yeah. at, um, where is he, one, I want to say 149. No, he's 57. 57. Yep, 57. yep, 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 he's 57. Um, just got into the top 25 with a good rank over JQs of Missouri. Yeah. Um, and then they have some other uh, interesting options at, uh, at the lower weights. So, yeah, I, I agree. Oh, Cordell Norfleet yep. at 97 yep. is absolutely a contender because that weight class is wide open. Wide open. So, you know, Arizona State still a lot to, lot to look forward to, even without Zahid. But the biggest question is, will we see him back? Um, and, and so, I mean, there's a lot to consider there. There's, there's a lot to talk about with this story, right? There are a yeah. m- bunch of different angles. Um, it makes you question a lot of um, – it opens up a lot of uh, larger issues. Yes. And a lot of people are focusing on uh, the recreation drugs. If it's not performance-enhancing sure. drugs, um, should that really even be something that he gets penalized for? What's your take on that? My take is if it's a performance-dehancing drug, yeah. which most recreational drugs are. I mean, if it's not, you know, uh, like the, a steroid-type thing that we're talking about, if it is recreation, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, I think there should be penalties, but within, but not involving the sport. Sure. Meaning, like if it's against the law or whatever it is, then it's a it's a issue for law enforcement or whatever the state of Arizona. Yeah. Uh, and Zahid, and is not something that the like a, a a sporting agency WADA or USADA. I don't even know if they do test for that. I don't really think it's something they should be wasting time and resources on. Yeah. I mean, that said, yeah. if there are penalties, if it is, I mean, if there are rules on the books for the, the just the team that Zeke puts down if there are rules at Arizona State the uh, institution um, then then there are consequences for running afoul of those rules that they put down um, and uh, I don't think anybody should get special treatment in a pass but you know so if the rules are the rules and that's what happens but at the same time like I would be dismayed if it was something that any sporting organization institution is spending time on yeah I mean if you're you know if, if you're part of one of these anti-doping agencies and you're trying to set the rules and you're creating a list of banned substances it it seems reasonable that you would include you know a lot of the recreational drugs as part of your banned substance list just because if you're trying to create a culture around your sport you don't necessarily want um you know athletes coming to the mat who who are you know still you know experiencing the effects under of, the of influence these kinds of drugs, under the influence right that would actually um, be a little wild that would be why I, mean, I don't know and, if you've ever seen that. But. You know, and so, but so, yeah, so it's it, it kind of it goes to the like, question of what is the purpose of these anti-doping right. agencies, right? Is it to make sure their athletes are as clean as possible, or is it to make sure that um, that they're the not image. getting a competitive advantage against one another, or is it about the image? Like, what is it about? And this is one right. of those situations. When people say where, like we're cleaning up the sport, do they mean like we're getting rid of all drugs, so we don't yeah. want even alcohol or whatever? You, you get caught smoking cigarettes, that's also bad, but. 
cigarettes are still legal in just about everywhere yeah. uh, that I can think of. Sure. And then it brings up the issue of how do you deal with marijuana? Because it is now becoming more and more legal in countries and states. Yeah. Uh, and what is the penalty if you, you know, if you're caught smoking uh, marijuana in a state where it's illegal. Yeah. Or you're in a state where it is legal. What are the punishments there? I say just that's why my stance is more of let local law enforcement or whoever has jurisdiction over there deal with any of the recreational drugs, illicit or legal, um, or, you know, like underage drinking thing, like whatever. That To me, I don't want anti-doping agencies or sports institutions, the NCAA, whoever, wasting, not wasting, but dealing with those types of issues. I want them with competitive advantages. I want PEDs to be policed and tested for and punishments meted out. Yeah. I mean that that makes sense. That that perspective makes sense to me. I think I'm a I'm I'm trying to put myself in the position of somebody working for one of these agencies and imagining leaving a lot of the recreational drugs off the list mm-hmm. feels like like how do you how do you call yourself a you know a, a governing body if you're if you're leaving some of these some of the things off the list should caffeine um, be on that list yeah I mean I, yeah that's a, that's a good question I, I will say right now that caffeine is enhancing my performance on FRL right now well should that it's be enhancing game? my performance as well uh, you know I I don't cheers know. to that bean that we all love so much the humble coffee I, yeah so I I don't know I mean the question for me is not whether or not each of these banned substances um, impacts your Im- impacts your performance, I think that an anti-doping agency uh, not necessarily should should enforce the law, right? That's they're not a, they're not a legal. They you know, don't have the power body. of the, the of the state behind them. They don't have the power to say it, but they but they, I do think um, if you're putting together a list, like it's you know it's it, it, it would be hard to not include these things I, I think your agency would come under a lot of scrutiny whether or not that should be the case i think that would be the case and yeah. so it makes sense to me that that these agencies so would, would include there. those so well if i was those agencies i would stand strong and say nope not our problem you deal with it on your own these recreational drugs but i understand that's not the yeah. case i mean i guess another another course of action for for these governing bodies would be that they wouldn't like report results of those substances and they would just sort of you know, cons- consider them information that they're not considering, right? Like that's sure. Maybe we can see that that an athlete tested positive for this recreational drug, but as long as it doesn't fall within these these guidelines, then you know, maybe maybe we don't like approve it, but we're not going to report it. So there, there there would be a way for them, I guess, to um, to leave those those drugs off the list without you know without seeming or appearing negligent. Yeah, I was going to say like, oh, you want them to narc on these guys then, and then it's like. Well, yeah, they're they are the narcs. They are right. Yeah. If anybody would be in a position to narc, it would be the actual. It's, narcs. it's their job. Like it's yeah. it's kind of their job. So I I don't know. It's it's hard to justify not um, not including those substances. But uh, you know, so really complicated. Uh, yeah, a lot. It's a little sticky, thorny issue. There's um, a lot of uh, other like you, we were talking about now. Other things that broader issues that get brought up and yeah. how you want to tackle them. And we're not going to solve them here. But it's definitely something that. Um, you know, it, it is a case study for all these institutions, these anti-doping agencies yeah. and, and whoever to kind of look at and help shape their yeah. policies going forward. Yeah. But this is not the kind of issue where, you know, an athlete 
was popped because they forgot to like list a prescription on the on a form on the right form or something like this was very clearly like i think you know the the, the rules were were clear and that um you know right. so unless more information comes out and it turns out it wasn't recreation because right now it's just the arizona central right reporting right that that was the case and we don't know exactly what their source is and where they where it came from yeah um and we're still looking for more answers from the actual uh folks involved so at arizona state there's a lot to you know, a lot left uh, to be discovered about about the situation itself, and we're probably not going to solve the uh, the rules of you know or the the, the philosophical approach of these anti-doping agencies. Right. We might have the answers, right but they're not going to be implemented. They're not going to be implemented. But what we can do is talk about what this suspension could mean sure. for the NCAA field at 184 moving forward. If Zahid Valencia does not wrestle in the postseason. Right. And the reason, you know, after we get one on that spiel about not speculating, this is something where all signs are pointing to don't expect Zahid at Pac-12s or the NCAAs. And that would mean that 184 becomes, uh, what, what did I say here? As wide <laughs> open as the famous mouth of Billy the Novelty Bass. Man, Kyle Bracky and I were looking up videos of uh, Big, Mouth, Big Billy Mouth Billy Bass this morning after yeah. I saw that note in the dock. Take me to the water. Um, Big Mouth Billy Bass. Big Mouth Billy Bass was a to- was a toy. Yep, a very cheaply it was like made yay, yay, toy. Yay big, but like somehow, that. like a significant percentage of Americans mounted that thing on their walls. It captured the Why? it captured I, the imagination of so many Americans in the early two thousands. Yeah, so. it was like it came out perfectly. Every uh, every Christmas tree had one underneath it when it, it came out. It was like yeah. an office gift. Every office had one hanging up there, and uh, it was like a one bit. Like there was one gag. It was a really good one. Like when it when the face turned yeah. to you and it had the two moving parts and the song would come on and when the, when the mouth of the bass was looking at you, yeah. it was kind of funny. But then you're like, okay, now it's, it's, it's trash, it's yeah. garbage. And now it's mounted on my wall forever. Yeah, now I, I hammered that thing into my drywall. <laughs> so, Great. Um, Go okay. to little Billy, Big Mouth Billy Big side. Mouth Billy Bass Now aside. let's look at the rest of 184. 184 is, yeah, you're right, it's completely wide open. Because you got Hunter Boland, no offense to Hunter Boland, but he is not a guy many people would have mentioned when you go, who's contending for a title? Yeah. But he's going to be number one. Yeah. Uh, with Zahid suspended indefinitely, he's going to come out of the rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if he gets back, if he wrestles at Pac-12, for sure he's going back in there. Yeah. Uh, but right now, Arizona State released a statement saying he's out, so he's out of the rankings. And that yeah. means Hunter Bolin is number one. Bolin has a win over Trent Hidley. Uh, Hidley has a win over Lu, uh, Tr- Taylor Luan of uh, UNI. And then below that, Andrew Morgan and Nino Bonacorsi um, don't have a bunch of big wins. They don't have a bunch of big losses either, so they're – they're in the mix, but they're not who immediately comes to mind. And then Aaron Brooks, Cam Caffey, and Abe Assad are like the next guys in there. And all of them are, I can't, we didn't even know they'd be starting. Certainly yeah. Abe Assad yeah. is the biggest surprise that he's out there. Uh, Aaron Brooks, we didn't know if he'd be pulling his red shirt. Uh, Penn State had Shakur uh, Rashid kind of penciled in at 184 and Kyle Canella at 197. So you got those two guys and then Cam Caffey up and down at the beginning of the year, but he's come on strong recently. Yeah. He's got uh, nice wins, uh, Bronigal, Venz, Webster, uh, Assad, Sebastian, Jessen, all in the last few weeks, and he yeah. won his last match too. Yeah. So, and then you know that's not even counting Taylor Vans, Rocky Jordan, Anthony Montalvo. I don't know if we uh, I mean, are ready to anoint him or uh, to put him in the list of contenders, but he's a young guy, he's yeah. redshirt freshman. Yeah. And he's stacking up wins now. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Taylor Vans. He's gonna be. He's gonna move up to rank tenth after Zahid comes out. He he was the guy that pushed Zahid at the beginning of the year, and we thought, okay, maybe this is the next maybe best guy. Maybe he's the guy. Maybe yeah, the it guy was, it was gonna, you know. Zahid. It was at uh, Journeyman mm-hmm. uh, in New York, and Zahid was clinging on to a, a shoe, yeah. uh, to far ankle, basically, to stop the 
go-ahead takedown from yeah. happening in the final seconds. And he yeah. held on, and that's why Zahid's still undefeated on the season. But yeah, Venz. And then Venz is taking losses. So Venz is, like you said, only going up to number 10 mm-hmm. if he moves up a spot, which he will. I mean, the, the names that jump off the list for me right off the bat are Bolin and Lujan. Those guys wrestled twice at CKLV. They split matches there, mm-hmm. and they put up a ton of points. Super exciting styles for both those guys. Yeah, um, I love watching Lujan. He, he's got a funky style. He's aggressive, and he'll, be, he'll, he'll give you the scrambles on the mat, and then he'll give you attacks in neutral. He's, he's what you want in a, in a wrestler as far as a fan. And if Lujan can, can win this bracket, then... Northern Iowa has back two years back. in a row of 184-pound champs. Yeah, how about that? NCAAs. Panther train. The pa- Panther, tra- Panther train is rolling. By the way, Panther train was rolling last night uh, yeah. in a duel against Wisconsin. We're still, uh, I mean, there's still more ramifications of the Zia yeah. Valencia news. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was, a big, that was a big duel on BTN. Yeah. Oh, hey, look who decided to join us. It's Sion again. How goes it? Sion, what do you got there? Some performance-enhancing agua? Yes, the best thing there is on the market. Agua's pretty good. So you're getting, you're getting hydrated. That's important. Yes. Anything else going on in the world of Sion? I'm going to Vegas uh, tonight, trying to win some money. Okay. Sion's going to Vegas. Everybody wish Sion luck. Business trip to earn some money. (laughs) Yep. You find me at the crap table. You still playing the craps? Only craps. Only craps. All right. Is there any other games? There's a couple, yeah. Vegas is famous for having many different games that I you can wager. Okay, Sion <laughs> is only at the craps table. We all, that's the only game we could technically replicate in the hood, you know, dice. Cheap. They're rolling dice. Yeah. On the street corner. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, all good right. luck in Vegas. Everybody wish him luck and uh, go go win some money, Sion. Yeah, you mentioned a lot more implications at 184. Um, Back to business. What else? What else? Yeah, you're thinking about. Oh, for uh, the Olympic team trials. Um, yeah, yeah. If he's and again, this is uh, this is less certain, yeah, less sure or less less probability that he'll be out for the Olympic team trials. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, he was a challenger. He was yeah. he, uh, David Taylor, still a front runner. Yeah, uh, coming back if he's healthy. Yeah, and uh, we expect him to be. I, I want to circle back to 184 for a minute. Okay. Um, when there's lots more to talk about. There's there's lots more to talk about at 184. We when, just got talking about. Luhan could be back to back. Luhan could be back to back. 184 Panther trains. One of the one of the things like one of the kind of narratives nationally that's been picking up um, is that now you know Aaron Brooks. Penn State fans are saying Aaron Brooks is now going to win a title, right? And Penn State's going to beat Iowa, right? Of course, like Aaron Brooks only moves up one spot, like everybody else. So he goes from eighth to seventh, right? Um, but he had a, he had that famous conflict with Sahid at at Senior Nationals, right? Told him he was going to pin him in March, and I think you know I think a lot of Penn State fans probably consider him um, you know somebody who's gotten better throughout the year and somebody who yeah. can make a big push for for. So that's a that's a good point. Fun. I would definitely put Brooks in that list of contenders. It's he is not a uh, like if you were breaking down odds or whatever, you would give him a you know a one eighth or a one fifth along with all these other guys in there. Mm-hmm. But it certainly is now a hope. Like before, if you were picking. Um, probabilities for NCAA champs, uh, he would be up there for the most likely. Spencer at 125 would yeah. be the, the yeah. highest probability, but Zahid is, is maybe next mm-hmm. going down the guys. So it, it opens the door now. Before you had yeah. a much smaller chance of winning a national title. Now the door is open, and he's just as likely as, as anybody else. Um, uh, Trent Heidley, I think everybody would say he's started the whole season. He's up there in the mix with everybody else. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Brooks beat Heidley at Fargo. I mean, it was it was freestyle. Yeah. But uh, that was two years ago. Fargo finals is one of the coolest matches I've seen on the high school level, and 
to say that he's out of it, you know, or you know, you have to put him in that mix because Trent's there, mm-hmm. Brooks is right there with those guys, yeah. and Hunter Bolin again, not trying to, you know, uh, uh, downgrade Hunter or say anything negative, but you have to put other guys at that, you know, say that they're uh, going to be in the mix along with him. Yeah, and hasn't quite pulled away from the field. You know, and the 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 thought of of what you know an Aaron Brooks even let's say Aaron Brooks does win a title right let's say he navigates this field and, and wins a title mm-hmm. um, he's ranked now he's gonna move up to seven so that's projects him at six and a half points winning a title would put him at 20 um, it's 13 and a half point difference Penn State made up a little bit of ground last week with Nick Lee moving to number one that's four more points and so you know they, they're finding you know, the, the Penn State fans are finding ways to talk about the points they're making up over Iowa. Iowa's still projected to score 130, high 130s or low 140s. Right. Um, so but this just, it adds another plausible avenue it does. to which Penn State can make up that difference. I mean, Nick Lee's looking like he's going to be the favorite. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't rule Pletcher out, but that's a champ right there. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't rule Mark Hall out in a rematch against Kemmer, even though Kemmer is up there. That's or, And then Chenzo is... is I wouldn't rule Marinelli out, but that's three guys right there. Um, RBY. And then RBY could certainly do it at 133. And then mm-hmm. um, uh, now we got Aaron Brooks at 184. If you got five guys like in the finals. Which they have done with regularity. <laughs> yes, which they have done a couple years ago. And yeah. then uh, they put four in last year, I think. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's a that looks like a championship team. I mean, the only difference now is you got this other super team in Iowa mm-hmm. that uh, is going to be hard to catch. So even if all those things happen for Penn State, if everything breaks Penn State's way, yeah. conceivably, you still got Iowa that could match them and outpoint them. Yeah. But now we have this avenue. We have this possibility of Aaron Brooks maneuvering through a crazy bracket, yeah. but it's not out of the question. I know that um, you know when, when the Anthony Kassar news came out earlier this season, you know, it's like huge blow to Penn State's chances. I think um, people who are like diehard Penn State fans who are just like really want to believe that it's still going to be possible. It's like there's got to be something that's going to break our way now, right? Like all these things have, have broken against us. Bergie's hurt, you know. Uh, Connell's hurt hasn't looked as good as, as he Yeah, Shakur, Shakur is is struggling at uh, 197. He's still uh, definitely a, a, a force. Yeah. And he's still something uh, – he, he's dangerous. Yeah. But – 197 is wide open, but his his probability of winning that weight class seems to be going down. So it, it's you know, but it I don't know. It, it makes sense for for wrestling fans broadly and Penn State fans fans specifically to read this Zahid Valencia news as potentially good news for their for their uh, trophy chances. It doesn't change much in terms of the rankings projections right now, but it definitely could. So interesting. yeah, it's it's taken away the second most likely NCAA champ. And that yeah. just opens things up. I mean, the, the probabilities of winning now for Brooks yeah. go from, like, a sliver to, okay, he's in this. Yeah. And and the other thing, too, is um, thinking about Arizona State's chances at a team trophy. They've, they're have they a team that's been ranked in the top four this year. They, mm-hmm. you know, with Zahid's points being kind of the, the anchor plus factoring in potential bonus, like, they yeah, were the a team. bonus is big. Yeah, they or were a team that. It would have been big. So I've been – you know, writing these articles about about teams shot at a trophy, and like Arizona State was was one of the next in line because they have, the, you know, they had they had really strong chances. Obviously, if Zahid's back, 
their chances are the same. I think you got to do, I love these articles, by the way. If you guys haven't seen them, uh, you're making these cool graphs. Yeah. And you're showing the points earned. You're taking the timeline of the entire season. Yes. And the the hypothetical uh, tournament points that each weight class would win. And you're showing the progression of of the season for Mm -hmm. everybody. So Purdue was an awesome one because uh, we didn't know Bruner. Bruner got pulled out of red shirt. uh, Dylan Lighty is all of a sudden uh, right up there at the top four, yeah. and he what, didn't start the year that way. Uh, Kendall Coleman came out of nowhere, and so they went from, well, we got a pretty solid team to, hey, they're in the and they're in the trophy hunt. Yeah. So check yeah. those out, keep doing yeah. them, and then I think you got to still do Arizona State. Whether you, you got to do them, you got to yeah. do with Zahid and now without Zahid and show yeah. that huge difference because when it comes to March, if you're in the in the team trophy hunt, a finalist is such a big advantage. It's yeah. huge. You can have like. Uh, you know, 20 points versus uh, what's eighth place, like four and a half or something? Five and a half, I think. Five and yeah. a half. Yeah. So you, you get a, you get four All-Americans right there when you add in the bonus points mm-hmm. is what one champ is. Yeah, yeah. It's so, just so much. It just, it, 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 it's so many points on the table. It's huge, yeah. I mean, yeah, I th- you think about, you know, people say things like, would you rather have one NCAA champ or 10 All-Americans? Or, you know, those kinds of things. Of course, everyone wants 10 All-Americans. But, uh, you know, 10 eighth place finishers you know that's that's not a lot of years barely a top four trophy if yep. that you know so yep. um so yeah somebody doing as well as first or second is is huge uh so anyway um anything else on 184 you want to talk a little bit more about the potential uh, olympic implications yeah i mean 184 has been topsy-turvy outside of zahid was the 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 you know keystone holding that weight class yeah. up yeah and now it's now it's scattered all over the place. So Absolutely. So we'll see. But, yeah, I didn't really have any other big thoughts there. Uh, the Olympic team trials, which are coming up in April, which we all just bought our airfare for. Pretty pumped for that. Big time. Um, but Seed was going to be there, and he was going to be one of the guys challenging David Taylor. Mm-hmm. Now it's, um, you know, it opens the door a little bit for, if not to make a team, if David, let's assume David Taylor is going to win the Olympic team trials. But now who else is in the top three? Because making a national team, which is top three, even though you don't make the Olympic team, that's a stipend from USA Wrestling. That's yeah. uh, something to put on your resume. Uh, and you get a lot more notoriety because those Olympic team trials, if you make the finals against David, there'd be a lot of eyeballs on you. Mm-hmm. So who are the next guys up there if Zahid is indeed, which we don't know, out for the trials? I mean, Alex Derringer is, you know, I think... That's the first name you got to put in that list, yep. He, he was... A lot, you know, I mean, he was ranked, I think, third in the world at 79 kilos last year. Obviously, didn't get a chance to see how he would finish at World Championships because Kyle Dake was the rep who won convincingly his second world title at 79 kilos. Um, you got to think, you know, Derringer is is now probably a favorite to to make the Olympic trials finals opposite David Taylor, um, and then Pat Downey. Yep, I was gonna say the next guy. You got to think of is Pat Downey. You can't, you know. Lizard King, Dragonhawk, Funky Bunky. He's got a lot of nicknames. Uh, he brings a lot of excitement. He's, yeah. And But can you bet? Makes the world team last year. Yeah. Beat some solid guys. Didn't didn't end up placing, but won some matches overseas against not, you know, not, it wasn't, you know, a, a country, uh, Southeast Polynesian Island. No offense yeah. to those guys, but sometimes yeah. you get really easy matches. No, he had Poland and uh, he lost to a, a Russian that wrestles for Germany now. Yep. Dudorov. Uh, so... Yeah, he's a guy. And then he could make the finals. He could make the Olympic team trials finals. Yeah. Um, be a tremendous accomplishment. He, 
Yeah, that's huge. And I mean, for Downey in particular, like Downey has already started diversifying his uh, his competition schedule, right? So he's got uh, a jujitsu fight coming up with Gordon Ryan. <laughs> um, he's like he he wrestled. He's uh, taking on all challengers. Yeah, he wrestled Nikki Rodriguez in a kind of hybrid match at who's number one. That's right. Um, and and so I, you know you kind of get the feeling that Downey is maybe he know I mean he's got the personality, right? He's got the the charisma that he's going to sell tickets or pay-per-views or whatever whether he's wrestling or doing jiu-jitsu or mma or or whatever it is um and you got to imagine he's a guy that if he's not on the national team yeah his wrestling career might be you know I, I don't know about over i don't know that he said that it would be over but but he's he's ambitious with other other you know combat sport opportunities and so why would he stick around and wrestle all you know all summer or put off potential earnings to stick with wrestling if he's not on the national team if he is you know, maybe, maybe it's a much changes. bigger incentive to keep Downey in the mix, and and this is something me and Nomad talk a lot about is depth. Yeah, and having yeah. more guys compete, and and it's good for the sport. It makes it healthier for the U.S. And even if they're not gonna win medals overseas, that's how Russia gets as good as they are. Is yeah. everybody is constantly competing and fighting to be the number one guy? Yeah, because they don't have a college. Mm-hmm. Everything funnels into these national teams. And it's the iron sharpens iron. It pushes people to get to the next level. And yeah, you yeah. have your, you know, your Dakes and Burroughs pushing each other. Yeah. Um, and David Taylor and Jaden Cox and Kyle yeah. Snyder. But then you want, you know, your your other ranks to be filled with guys that are out there putting in the work, putting in the time. And it's yeah. tough to do. And we're, you know, wrestling is just now getting to that point where yeah. it can support that many more athletes or that more that much more training. Yeah. Um, by guys that are, you know, two, three, four, and on down the ladder. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would, it would be great to have Downey back in there. That, by the way, Downey, a lot of people have mixed feelings or negative feelings about Downey having the spotlight or people paying attention to him. That is not, Flo did not create that. It was the oh, 2017 yeah. uh, U.S. Open when he beat uh, Gabe Dean. I mean, it was all eyes on Downey before we even put one drop of yeah. digital ink yeah. on his name. Yeah. It, it, every match that he was going to, it was like people were, or every match that he had, it created a crowd and people were watching in Vegas. Um, so we're kind of following the eyeballs much more than if we had the ability to create something from scratch, like a phenomenon like Downey. Downey. It would be uh, awesome to have those powers. Unfortunately, we are mortals and can only write about what has already been created. Downey's been a phenomenon for a long time. Like, yeah, plus he made a junior world team and, and got a silver. Yeah, I mean, he's been, and you know, he was a big time recruit with a lot of. Uh, a lot of story lines surrounding that. He went to like a bunch of different high schools, and you know, so people have been paying attention to Pat Downey for a long, long time. Um, and the a lot of the attention that he's earned recently is because he's having success. Right, like, he's winning. He's winning, and and he's his, his his career is interesting, right? Because in some ways, he's sort of um, been. There are times where he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yes, and then there are times. That's fair. There are times when he's very much been in the right place at the right time, and this could be another one of those, right? He mm-hmm. last year he, not to say that he couldn't have beaten David Taylor, but he certainly would have been, uh, you know, the very heavy underdog in a match in a series with David Taylor. That's fair. David Taylor gets injured, and and down, so Downey is I on think, the team. Right? Yeah, I think the big thing with Downey that that uh, people get upset about, or they that they want kind of like an asterisk put there is they say well Bo Nickel was up at 92 and he could have made 86 but he didn't right and that's all there is to it it's like okay yeah like, maybe maybe Bo could have made that team but we'll never know and we'll never know. you have to you have to make that choice you have to you know Downey's not moving up or down everyone's saying everybody got out of that weight class because David mm-hmm. well 
not Downey. Yeah. And he got and he's reaping the rewards from that. And so if if Zahid is out at the Olympic trials, it's not it's again it's not to suggest that if Downey makes a national team or or you know even does better that he's necessarily benefiting from Zahid not being in the mix, but they were both in the same field at, at Matteo Pellicone recently, and it was Zahid who won the tournament, and not Downey, right? So, yeah. um, so anyway. So that's all the implications. We could probably keep going on 184 and 86 kilos and all that, but there's a lot of other stuff that's happening this weekend. Absolutely. We should probably also mention there are other rumors, uh, not into specifics, no names out there, uh, and people want answers or would like us to shed some light on the stuff, but we're it's the same thing with Zahid. We're not going to put stuff out there that is not – uh, completely verified and, and, and have all the information out there. So, unfortunately, we can't really uh, and, speak and the on other, anything The else. other thing, too, about the rumors, like, back to the Zahid, Zahid news yesterday. Mm-hmm. When that original rumor broke, right, when that, when that original tweet was released, it, the tweet itself, like, said something that we, know, we now know to not be true, right? right. That he popped at, at the at, at, uh, in Italy at the at the Matteo Pellicone. We now know that's not true, right? We know at least part of that news that broke was was false. And there are things that we've seen reported about other athletes, um, and and we don't know how much is true and how much isn't. But but there are parts of things that we've seen that we know are also false, right? So yep. um, so par- partly we're not you know we're not trying to cover anything up. We're not trying to protect anyone. But we're also not trying to drag somebody's name through the mud if we don't know, like, nope. the truth. You know yeah. what I mean? We're uh, report it when we have something solid. So, yeah, keep it locked. We'll, we'll um, do our due diligence and we'll, we'll put, you know, put that stuff up as, as soon as we can. That's right. If there is anything. Where do you, if there is anything. Uh, where do you want to go next? We got UNI versus Wisconsin that just happened on the Big Ten Network. We kind of touched on that earlier. Some interesting results. Um, good win for the Panther train. Yeah, big... Big duel meet last night. It was a fun, fun Thursday night matchup between two really solid teams. I like that kind of a of a duel on a Thursday night, right? Where mm-hmm. um, Wisconsin and you and I, both teams that have been in contention for a top four spot in the rankings, and and certainly um, could could bring home a trophy. And uh, they they will have um, good environment. I like I like what Wisconsin has done with that uh, the, the gym. Yeah, it's like the old basketball. I think they share it with volleyball, but that's kind of like where most uh, a lot of Big Ten teams are and a lot of mm-hmm. like larger programs. Mm-hmm. You know, they're you know, like the BJC or the big basketball arena with fifteen plus thousand people. Yeah. That's just for basketball. But then the smaller gym that has a lot of character to it mm-hmm. that you can gets really loud and you can get right up close to those mats. That's where the wrestling takes place, usually between like, you know, like two and five thousand or yeah. something like that, eight thousand. Yeah. Um, it's wild duel, right? Uh, started off with a pin, and <laughs> Schwarm is a, turning into a savage. Jacob, Maybe not turned into one, but Jacob is Schwarm one. only I think I think only has three decisions on the year, and the rest of his wins are pins. Yeah, he um, he's just yeah he's so dangerous with that cradle, and he got it going last night and really set the tone. Um, but Seth then Gross. Gross came back with Skidlarsic is solid. He's got some decent wins, and it was 15-0, 16-0. Yeah, so 16-0. that tells you what level Gross is at right now Se- going second, in his senior year. Second period tech. Seth Gross, I think, has gotten a reputation this year that he's not quite as dominant as he was uh, during his NCAA championship run in 2018. But he has 76% bonus rate, right? He's still he's still majoring, teching, or pinning almost everybody he wrestles. He's smashing um, out there. Yeah, so he looks really good. Man, I love 133 field. Can't wait to see how he looks there. 41 was, was probably the biggest – uh, result of the night in terms of upsets or thinking about 
the rankings. Yeah, we were actually just talking about that earlier today with the rankings, and you wanted to know what would happen there. And Tristan Moran, who has wins over Chad Red and Mitch McKee, who are at five and six. Moran is number four. So what does this loss to Blockus, who was at 14, do? Well, it's tough to move him down when you have wins over guys that are right there. Um, he also, Moran also has a loss to Josh Heil, who is ranked 10th. Mm-hmm. And then Blockus, do you move him up with that top five win? That's really good. But he has losses to Ian Parker and then Shakur Laney and Dresden Simon. Yeah. So when you get late in the season and you have these guys that – or you have a result where you beat a guy that's ranked higher than you, but you have these losses from the guys that are ranked lower than you – Yeah. We get Nomad and I talked this on who's number one the show. We put out the glossary. I don't know if you guys saw it, the rankers glossary. I haven't yet. You're, I need to look at you're it. creating an, a rankers equilibrium. Okay. So you have tension. You have you have pulling you up with those wins. Yep. But you also have those losses pulling you down, and you kind of got to settle in in the middle. And then sure. once you find that rankers equilibrium, that's where you put them. But this is one of the more difficult ones that I've seen. I'm uh, I'm gonna punt on this one. Yeah. And wait until the rest of the results come in, and then we can figure out where these guys move. But yeah, hopefully somebody. I think Blockus will move up. I don't know how much Moran's gonna move down. We'll see. But that so I've been we mentioned this article series about like teams and their and their chances at winning a, a top four trophy. That result last night illustrates like how razor thin just, this yes. competition is for those last. For this, you got Iowa and Penn State up here, and then you have a large field going for three and four right and it makes a difference ad's pay attention to those team trophies yes. the hardware gets put in the trophy case mm-hmm. back on campus it's a big deal and and specifically for wisconsin and you and i i just published the wisconsin article earlier this morning and we'll run that on the site a little bit later this afternoon and and wisconsin you know they're they're kind of pretty feeling pretty confident about about big points from gross wick and hilger but they're going to need those Moran points mm-hmm. to, to get that trophy. And, and so you see him taking a loss to Blockus, and it's like, it just, you know, it's, it makes you, that, get that, a loss like that at NCAAs could be the difference between a trophy. Yeah. And likewise for you and I, they lost Jacob Holschlag, their 197 pounder, earlier this season. So it felt like maybe they're not a trophy team. But now all of a sudden, if, if, Blockus can get onto the podium, and if Jacob Schwarm pens three people, like, well, maybe they're right there. So, um, also, if I was you and I, this is the one thing I would do. uh, I would really embrace Pantera, the band. I don't know of any other teams that are the Panthers. I mean, Carolina. It's yeah, pro football. Pit, Pit. They're the Panthers too. They just get known as Pit, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is they don't really embrace the Panther as much. No, I would be playing Dimebag Daryl solos. Every wrestler that takes the mat, it's like this is Pantera country. Okay, that's just me. That's just me. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that'll even help anybody, but it could. I mean, that, that could be the difference between a team trophy and uh, not a team trophy. It's that razor thin. It's that close. It's, it's that like close. you guys got to start pumping Pantera in the practice room a little more often. Okay. I don't know how much. Maybe they listen to it a lot now. Just a little bit more. You could always have more Pantera. All right. Also, Rebel meets Rebel is a great uh, David Allen Coe uh, did the, the lyrics and, and Dimebag Daryl. That was like the last thing he did. Okay. Studio album. There you go. Um, Just a little Pantera fact for you guys. The rest of the duel Pantera was, heads. There you go. The rest of the duel was great. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of really exciting matches. It really came down to 184 or 197 in heavyweight. Um, yeah, 197 was interesting because that's <laughs> that's the fun of duels, right? Neither yeah. neither Isaiah Patton or Taylor Watkins, no offense, neither of those guys are making the podium. They're probably not going to qualify for NCAAs. Yeah. If they do, great. Um, we wish them the best of luck. But they had a tiebreaker three. They had, they had overtime. They had, the, the duel was was hinging on how these guys did at 197 that's yeah. what makes it that's that team aspect yeah the team sports side of things so you know 
you and I got it done there. Ended up ended up winning that duel. Um, bonus points, you know, from from Schwarm played a, played a big factor as well. So really fun duel and uh, enjoyed enjoyed yeah. checking that also out. Also major decisions from Styrt Luan. You need your big your big dogs to take care of business that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what you talk about Luan a lot. Bryce Styrt is another one that could uh, that man do that, some damage. That major last night was like was really hard earned. You know, a lot of times you see major and you think, okay, this guy just dominated. And, um, I think I think Steyer was ahead just like four to one headed into the third period, and he like he, I mean he really had to earn every point and yeah. ended up with that major. So he's um, he's on the he's he's a little fired up probably from Colbray for the loss last week. Yeah, I, to an in-state rival. Steyer is on the list of like one of the guys who seems like the most unpleasant to wrestle. Yeah, like, he's so stingy. He's like so, you are not. Yeah, and he's gonna make you earn. He's gonna make you work for every point you score on him. Every yeah. escape, every. You know, you get a takedown, you're fighting through some serious, you know, hand yeah. fighting. hand fight is brutal. Um, so, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun duel. Uh, some other interesting results. Uh, Lehigh uh, took out Penn. Um, really nothing noteworthy as far as results. Jake Jacobson lost by injury default. Mm-hmm. And Doug Zaff, I think it's Zaff, uh, is putting together a really nice season. That was the only other win that Penn got. Everybody else uh, kind of rolled for the Mountain Hawks. American and George Mason, I like what George Mason is doing. American got the win. They have some studs, but mm-hmm. there was an upset. Um, where is it? Colston de Blasi um, was a transfer from Iowa State. Yep. Um, he's down at 49. I think he wrestled like 65-some for the Cyclones. Yeah, he, I think he and Chase Straw were both like 57, 65, and they and were they kind of going get, back and forth. Yeah, there. but he beat um, Kijan Clark, who lost for only the second time this year. Yeah. I mean, he put together, or he's put together a really nice season. Uh, and uh, de Blasi won four to one, so that was a great win by the Patriots. Um, and then uh, uh, it was eighteen to fourteen ultimately. So uh, American got back on track. Wins from Gage Curry, who's ranked Tanner Harvey at one eighty four, Gage Curry at one twenty five, um, Sal Pafacci at one forty one was a nice win over Alex Madrigal. Um, so American Eagles getting it done. But uh, I like to see George Mason. Oh, they got deducted two team points for control of Matt. Wow, that wouldn't have made the difference. It would have been eighteen to sixteen. But, yeah, I don't know if that was uh, Beasley or anybody, but that's some passion. That's an uncontrolled mat right yeah, there. Yeah, man, that mat is completely out of control, just <laughs> flying off the hinges. So, anyway, I wanted, that was that was the wrap-up of stuff that happened this week. Yeah, that's good so stuff. So far, and then we got a bunch of duels happening this week. We this do. Weekend. We do, and, and also, like, this is a huge week for high school wrestling. There mm-hmm. are a bunch of state tournaments going on, and there'll, there'll be um, recruiting implications and all kinds of good yeah, stuff happening Yeah, our man here. J.D. Raider was checking out the Iowa – uh, high school, yeah. state championships, or yeah. uh, uh, state, as they call it, not states. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm from Colorado. I know uh, one guy from my high school, the only qualifier, was in the, he's in the quarters. He's probably wrestling uh, here in the next hour or so, mm. so I'm hoping that he wins. He's undefeated, 25-0 and 0 on the year, and would love to see him. Nice. Uh, no, we have, our high school has never had a state champion. Well, here, what's the high school? Colorado Springs Christian School. Colorado Springs Christian School. Here is... Hoping you guys get your guy. Let's go, Lions. Uh, I have no idea how Milburn High School is doing. Hopefully the Millers are doing all right. Um, I hope so. I guess Jersey I re- State really Championship so. is not for another week. Yeah, I think it's conference weekend. Yeah. We had a couple weeks. Yeah. This would be about the time during districts when, uh, or regions, I don't know, that my, my high school career was coming to an ignominious end. Okay. Well. Oh, yeah. And speaking of high school, man, our, uh, our, our guy, Danny Gnomes. Yep. Good old Nomsy Poo is out in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania for the national preps, which are going on now. Which yeah. You guys, uh, you're on Flow Arena right now. You're checking out the brackets. There's some interesting – it's going to be – the team race is interesting because you got yeah. uh, Blair versus Wyoming Sem. They're the two 
uh, major powerhouses in the, in, the, in the world of preparatory schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sam or, uh, Blair is without Travis and Trevor Master Giovanni and no Dom Mata, who I think is like a 170. Um, so they are, I mean, they still got tons of hammers. They still got Shane Van Ness. They still got, um, well, anyway, I, what, I'm not looking at any. Uh, Mark Anthony McGowan. Yes. At number one. He's the number one in the class of 2023 in the sophomore big board. Um, and uh, he is undecided. So if you want to watch, or a freshman big board, if you want to yeah. watch Mark Anthony McGowan, he's at 106 for Blair. But then Sem, uh, they got Bo Bartlett. All you Penn State guys, he's going to, yeah. he's, he's cruising right now. He had a four second fall earlier today. Four seconds? Yeah. How do you even, like, how does that even happen? Very quickly. It's like, <laughs> quickly, you know, yeah. A little mismatch. The guy, and the funny thing is, he like, the clip, you know, it happens very rapidly. He pins the guy, and then they stand up, and the guy looks like he's, like, two weight classes bigger than Bo somehow. But, uh, wow. yeah, it was really strange. Yeah, lightning quick, fun guy to watch. He's going to be a, a force in the middleweights for the Nittany Lions going forward, so yep. he got a good one there. Yep. Um, Sem also has Nick Buzakis, who's number one in the uh, sophomore class, class of 20. 2022 mm-hmm. check out our big boards uh from brock height doing a great job ranking those he's undecided so he's going to be a, a stellar lightweight i think he's going to stay in the lower weights as his career goes on he's still just a sophomore but i don't think he's too doesn't have the frame to get too much bigger yeah uh number five nationally is cooper flynn he wrestles for mcdonough at 120 he's the number one seed there uh 145 you got manzona bryant for all you lehigh guys he um is uh, committed to the Mountain Hawks. He's from Western Reserve, or wrestles for Western Reserve Academy in Ohio. He's number 36 on the big board. And then at 220, uh, you uh, Rutgers fans want to pay attention to Keontae Hamilton. He's number 10 on the senior big board. That's pretty high. He projects to be a heavyweight mm-hmm. from Georgetown Prep in D.C. Uh, he's just a junior, though, so he got some time to uh, continue to watch his high school career. But that's the uh, that's the big news at preps. Those are the, those are the big guns at preps that you guys want to follow. And then that team race is going to be outstanding. Mm-hmm. And then uh, keep an eye out for Malvern Prep. Uh, yeah. They are in the Philly area, I think. They have not been. They're kind of a newcomer to this like ultra teams that travel nationwide mm-hmm. that do like the Ironman or they'll be going out. I don't know if Malvern Prep is there, but you see uh, the Blair and Sam. They go all over the place. Oklahoma, California. They're competing everywhere. Malvern Prep could be sneaking into that group too soon. Absolutely. So yeah, keep it keep it uh, locked on that. That's happening right now. It's, it's literally as happening as right now. Happening as go watch those matches. Go out. As go soon as watch. Done, yes. Go keep, watch those continue watching this FRL. Yeah. And then go watch national That's preps. Right. That's right. Don't do any work. It's Friday. You have the day off. Yeah. You Just have the day off. Stop working. It's President's Day. It's President's Week. Week. It's President's. It's week. the President's Week um, in honor of our presidents. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Great. What else we got coming up here? Well, uh, note here about PIAA's. Yeah, we can keep talking about high school. I put some of those notes in there because, uh, again, who's number one in the show? Watch those archives are on the site. Just type in who's number one in the show, and mm-hmm. you'll you'll find it. Me and Nomad and Brock Height uh, talking rankings. We do high school and NCAA's and pretty much anything. Uh, it's a fun show, but we talked about uh, the Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic. Yes. They just announced their all their their American team, the yep. uh, American All Stars that are taking on Team PA every year. Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic puts together this cool thing. If you're not familiar with it, um, start getting familiar with it. Used to be called the Dapper Dan. Used to be the Dapper Dan, mm-hmm. and uh, it gets literally the best high school. I mean, it is uh, that and who's number one to me are the two top all-star matchups mm-hmm. that you should watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic is the end of the season. Yeah. Who's number one is at the beginning of the season, um, and uh, it's it's Team USA. So pretty much anybody versus a team of Pennsylvanians. Yep. And Pennsylvania keeps it close. And then there's also a before that there's a. a Whippeal, which is the uh, Western Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic League, which is Pittsburgh High School's 
versus some other state, I think, this year is Maryland. Yes. So that's the undercard is Pittsburgh high school kids versus everyone from Maryland. Yeah. And then the main event is the best of Pennsylvania versus the best of America. Now, this year, there's no 106, there's no 113, and there's no heavyweight. Yep. There are two guys going at 138 and two guys going at 195. Mm -hmm. That is not because the PWC or anybody doesn't like heavyweights or doesn't like 106 and 113. It's because this is an exhibition match. It's for the fans. Yeah. And it's for the wrestlers, and you want to have the best out there. Nothing against 106 and 113 are usually – they have to be seniors, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who's number one is literally anybody. Yep. Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic is they take the best seniors. Mm -hmm. Those lightweights don't have a lot of seniors. Yeah. So they're trying to make a matchup. They're trying to make an exciting bout as much one versus two as you can get. And then heavyweight, if it's it, – football gets in the way. It's Or, you know, guys aren't going to go on to, to wrestle after high school. It's tougher to make heavyweight matchups happen. Yeah. So they did, I think, a smart thing. Nothing against those weight classes, but they have two guys at 195 and two at 138. Let's just run down real quickly the list. Yep. 120, Ryan Miller from Blair. Um, he's going to Penn. He's ranked sixth, sixth nationally. Eddie Vantresca at 126. Pope John Paul the 13th in New Jersey. He's going to Virginia Tech, ranked seventh. 132, Dom Serrano. From Colorado, He's from Colorado guy. Windsor. Yeah. That's northern Colorado. That's not far from uh, Laramie, Wyoming, right? Oh, yeah, there. nice. Yeah. All right. All time back to Bray. Yep. Uh, Serrano committed to Nebraska. He's ranked number two at his weight class. Cale Happel, uh, I believe he's wrestling right now in Iowa. He's from Lisbon, the power program. Um, he's going to UNI, so more Panther train action. I think looking for his fourth state title right now. Could, yeah. I think that's true. This know. is the generation of Kales, by the way. Yes. Um, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, who tweeted uh, Cody that? Goodwin. Yeah, Cody Goodwin. Yeah, yeah Cody Goodwin, <laughs> all things Iowa wrestling, was like, this is, we got, I counted like a dozen Kales and different spellings of it. Yeah. This is that, that generation. <laughs> Kale was at the, the height of his powers in between college and, and Olympics. Uh, uh, if you go back like 18 years or whatever. I and, also appreciate it. He threw in one Carl. There was also one. And, then, one, <laughs> and a Carl. One Carl. Yeah. That could, you know. That's Which what is autocorrect, auto yeah. yes, the classic autocorrect for Kale. <laughs> but now I think autocorrect's going to have to put Kale in there. There's just going to be too many. Yeah. you got to just add, it's got to be uh, Kale now. Yeah. The second 138-pounder is Frankie Talshahar, really excited guy out of Florida. Mm -hmm. He's committed Northwestern. He's ranked three. So you got Kale and Frankie, and we're still waiting on the PA matchups. Austin Boone from Michigan, Penn State guy, so Nittany Line fans, watch out for him. Uh, Chase Saldate, Satellite. Saldate, as he mm -hmm. goes by, from mm -hmm. Gilroy. So we got California. We're getting all these states covered. He's at 152. He's going to Michigan State. And he's the number one ranked guy at his weight class. Keegan O'Toole, uh, a Ben Askren protege from Wisconsin, going to Missouri, just like Askren did. He is uh, ranked number one, number four pound for pound in the senior class. Gavin Kane from Georgia. So now we got a little Southern action going on. He's committed to North Carolina. And mm -hmm. I like the fact that Tony Ramos... Jordan Oliver and Kenny Monday are on the UNC staff, and Coleman Scott is very much involved with Whippeal, and he's from yeah. Western PA. Uh, so the whole, all the North Carolina coach, coaching staff are have involvement or wrestled at the Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic or when it was called the Dapper Dan, mm -hmm. and they gave a shout-out to their guy who's going there. It yeah. just kind of shows how special this event is cool. and how long it's been going on. Very cool. Rutgers folks, you got a, a commit, the Paz. John Posnanski is going. He's ranked number four, 182, 195. Gabe Christensen, another Iowa guy, Southeast Polk, huge program in Iowa. He's probably wrestling right now. Uh, and the other 195 is Silas Allred from Indiana. He's committed to Nebraska. He's a, he's a big dude. We saw him at uh, – where did he win? I think Super 32. He's ranked second. And then Braxton Amos, number one pound for pound of his senior class. Parkersburg South kid from West Virginia going to Wisconsin. He's going to help Bono reload mm -hmm. as they graduate a bunch of seniors. He's coming in to help uh, shore up 
their lineup. So I just ran down the whole list. That's Team USA after PIAAs, which are live on flow, which is the Pennsylvania State Championships. We will have soon after that the Pennsylvania team, and it's going to be fun. Yep. And I'll be there with Brock calling those matches. PIAAs in uh, two weeks, right? Two weeks from right now. So coming up. Uh, also some good uh, college action on the site this weekend. Yes. So tonight... 5 o'clock Eastern, you've got Fresno State and Illinois. There'll be some good bouts in that one. And then a couple hours later at 7 Eastern, Michigan versus Edinburgh, George Mason versus Maryland. We mentioned George Mason coming off uh, their their match with American last night. Yeah, Beltway battle there. You got um, Northern Virginia where George Mason is in Fairfax County. Maryland is in uh, the suburban part. It's in College Park, Maryland, which is it's all right outside of D.C. Yeah. And then American is obviously in D.C. So they're getting their, their mid-Atlantic states battles. Beltway battle. Suspender your reality for that. Uh, uh, oh, that was bad. suspenders and belt. And yeah, okay. You belt and suspenders. Um, all, right. all right. Also, one more match. The, the, I'll the, allow it. The, batter, the battle for the for the bell, right? Border bell. Border bell. That's right. Uh, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, 8 p.m. Eastern. They uh, they have like a kettle bell that's painted with half uh, North Dakota State colors, half South Dakota State colors. The they'll, winner they'll, of that match, by the way, uh, claims all – it just becomes – the Dakota, the Dakota, yeah. it like North Dakota has to go by South Dakota yeah. or vice yeah. versa, or South Dakota has to go by North Dakota, and it will just be that is now the, the one Dakota. That's great. Tomorrow mm-hmm. we got a couple of duels on the site: Wyoming and West Virginia. I'm really looking forward to 197. Noah Adams and Stephen yes. Buchanan. Buchanan. Undefeated Noah Adams. Uh, Noah Adams looks, you know, he, he looks almost untouchable this year. Next of level. Course, he hasn't seen Colin Moore yet. That'll be a match I'm looking forward to. Hopefully we see it. Um, but Stephen Buchanan took out Dakota Gear a couple weeks ago, so could be a good match. Um, and then 6 o'clock tomorrow evening, uh, Eastern time, Ryder in Maryland. Sunday, four duels, Clarion, Edinburgh, Utah Valley, West Virginia, American and Penn State. And that's Penn State's final home duel. And Your so, last chance to check yeah. out uh, the aforementioned uh, Kijan Clark. Yep who uh, is still good despite the loss to Colson de Blasi. Yep. He's going to take on probably Jared Verclearin, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what lineup Penn State goes with. That'll be uh, a, an interesting bout for American. Yep. And they got Gage Curry at 125 could be a win there mm-hmm. against Brandon Meredith. And then just, you know, do we see Brady Berge? I mean, there's the, Penn State, there's intrigue in there and what, what happens with mm-hmm. that lineup. How healthy is or how does Shakur Rashid look? Yeah. Brady Berge, is he good to go? Yeah. We don't know if we'll see him. Kale said he basically doesn't, he doesn't know. It's up in the air yeah. whether we see Berge for Big Tens or not. Final final uh, duel of the weekend, a little nightcap on Sunday night, North Dakota State and Iowa State. So the last duel you will watch on Flow Wrestling. This year until? Sunday night. Until? Until? Uh, November 1. Yeah, November 1 of, co- of college wrestling. So, anyway, uh, lots to look forward to. And that's all I have. Anything else from you, Andrew Spey? No, just uh, we're, we're ramping up, baby. It's NCAAs are coming up, and then right after that, last chance tournament, and then the Olympic team trials. So uh, this is your last. It's like still got all this awesome stuff going on, national preps, but this is your only quiet weekend until all the, uh, all the stuff hits the fan. That's right. So thanks for tuning in, man. We broke down the Zahid thing, and uh, look forward to hearing what you guys think about all that, and we will see you guys next week.